Welcome to Product Voices, a podcast where we share valuable insights and useful resources to help us all be great in product management. Visit the show's website to access the resources discussed on the show, find more information on our fabulous guests, or to submit your product management question to be answered on our special Q&A episodes. That's all at productvoices.com. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Now, here's our host, J.J. Rory, CEO of Great Product Management. Hello and welcome to Product Voices. Uh, This is one of our special data episodes. We are going to be talking to some experts in data and product management and just learn all that we can about why data is important to product management, different aspects of using data, different aspects of different technologies, and really dive deep into data and product management in this series of episodes. So excited to have my guest here today to talk about data and product management and all kinds of other fun things. I've got Mike Alvarez, who is CTO and head of product for Noitzeit Group. Um, Mike has been in data and in product for many years, and so he's going to give a really brilliant insight into this conversation. Um, So, Mike, thank you so much for joining me. I'm looking forward to conversing with you and talking about data. Thank you for having me on Product Voices. Um, I'd say product and data are probably two of the most, I guess, for me, fascinating things to talk about. So I really appreciate the invitation. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So, uh, y- you know, I very briefly gave gave uh, your intro and what you're doing now, which I want to hear a little bit more if you if you want to share. But tell me a little bit more about your background and, and about your journey, because I know you've got just got a fascinating background and experience with data and, and in different aspects in and around products. So, so give us just a little bit of your bio and your experience, and that will set the stage for some of the uh, furthering conversation. Yeah, happy to. So for for me, I've, well, I often say I don't really kind of neatly fit in any kind of a box. Um, I think just, you know, a diversity of background over the years. But I started out as a software engineer uh, many, many years ago uh, at a company called CompuServe, uh, for anybody that's old enough to remember it. But um, but I did that. I did consulting. I, you know, I did a startup for five years. Um, I did... Um, you know, about a decade in a large uh, vehicle manufacturing financial services uh, company um, where I learned a lot about leadership and, you know, kind of doing things at an international scale. And then the last uh, almost decade in a, um, in a healthcare distribution company, uh, working as a kind of a leader in a data space. And throughout that time, you know, I had, I had some kind of um, experiences with products, I guess, and some with data, uh, but my last handfuls, handful of years really was able to kind of pull all that together. And, you know, I was able to focus on engineering um, new software products, uh, largely around um, data or data science insights kind of being, you know, embedded in these products. Um, so I was able to kind of pull a lot together in my last, I'll say, three to four years at the my last opportunity. And currently, um, for the last three or four months, I'm actually building building a new product for this new venture, as you mentioned, with uh, Noitite Group. And we've actually created a product for, um, it's, it's basically a product manager's co-pilot, uh, kind of integrating data and some of the new generative AI technology. 
That sounds fascinating. So, um, you know, I love your background because you've used data and been in and around product in many different ways. And I think it's it's kind of a, a great microcosm of what data is and can be to product. I mean, data can be a product itself, right? There are many data products out there. And then there are many instances, and, and I know you've worked on some, where data is either a byproduct or a component um, or an enabler of great products, right? Um, and so I think, you know, it's interesting to think about um, data. And, you know, when I was thinking about this kind of um, the series of episodes around data, that can really run the gamut. Um, so I, I want to ask you about your experience and and specifically maybe some of your past experience. I want to get to this to the to the new thing you're doing as well, which is really cool. Um, but some of your past experiences um, were, I, I believe, more around using data or helping um, certain users, certain uh, personas, certain customers get more out of a product or get more out of a service by implementing and using data, right? So it kind of allowed them to do their thing while you and the product and the data kind of enhanced their ability. Is that is that a fair way to say some of the products you've built? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so tell me about that. Tell me about like what it's like you're building a product that the data isn't necessarily the front and center part or or you know features functionality of of the product. And frankly, the the um that can be a good thing, right? The fact it can kind of be invisible. How did you and your team go about making sure the data was valuable, but but didn't take away from kind of the core of the service or product that, that was being built in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I go back maybe a little bit further, I know like some of my, the data architects that worked for me or I worked with, um, I think they'd always say, you know, and I was more more on the engineering technology side of things. And they would say, Mike, it's all, you know, it's all about the data domain. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's about the data. So, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I think I learned, I learned a lesson over time and I really, um, really became, began to see um, that some of the challenges that we were facing as, as a company and some of the companies I worked for really were, you know, the answer was in the data, right? And I really, over time, shifted my focus from, you know, um, caring more about the technology and caring more about the, the data, right, and how we were aggregating and storing it, because I, you know, we kind of had this saying that the data knows, right? So the mm-hmm. the data kind of yeah. knows. Um, like one, I think one of my early hy- hypotheses was like, you know, can I can I predict customer churn, right, or customer attrition, right? Because I mean, you think about the data and the data. I mean, it, it, look at you know, you as a consumer, if you're unhappy with the service that you're paying for, you know, month after month, you you probably call customer service more. You probably have a, you know, kind of a negative sentiment to your, you know, to your voice, you may hold on to your money later, right? You may, or, or longer, you may kind of just like, I'm, well, I'm going to wait the last minute to pay this bill because I'm, I'm not happy with the service. Well, those are all things that can be picked up in the, in the data, right? And we can figure that out. Um, but it's so, I think, you know, it has been historically so hard to pull that information together, mm-hmm. you know, to aggregate it and to do all the work that, that is required to build that into an insight and a product. Um, but I think that became for me over time, really the really a main focus. It's not, you know, it's not the only ingredient that, that goes into the recipe, but to me, it's one of the, it's one of the primary ones 
around data and then also trying to think about or trying to you know, think of data as a product itself, um, I think is a whole new kind of way to really shape the data and make sure that there's you're extracting the right level of value out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you kind of have to have the the end in mind to make sure you're, like you said, you're you're capturing the right data, you're storing it the right way, you're extracting it, all all of that, which is, you know, again from a user perspective, unless they're a, a kind of super power user um, on, on the other end, um, a lot of users don't care about that. They want they want us to make it as easy as possible, but it's our job as data data pro, data and product folks to to make that easy. So. I want to I want to turn a little bit and ask you about some of the kind of newer, um, at least very highly visibly uh, new um, kind of transformative technologies and and data tools that we're seeing these days, which is of course AI and ML and you know all those things. Not terribly new, um, but certainly getting the visibility that um, they never have before. So. You know, these can really be transformative, as I said, right? They can change the way that data is used. They can change the way that so many things happen in and around products. So do you have expectations for that? Is that something you're focused on? You know, tell me tell me your thoughts about AI and ML and how, how those kind of play into the data and product world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they, I think there's a, there's a great confluence for, um, anybody who understands product, right, and then also kind of understands, um, I guess, data, right, from a, you know, how do I get insights out of it? Yeah. Um, and then how to leverage data science to kind of, I guess, you know, uh, you know pr- pr- create that kind of augmented, you know, intelligence that uh, would benefit an end customer or an insight that would benefit a customer. Um, and, it, you know, I can use many examples, but... Um, and I, and, you know, I think I don't want to, I, I kind of want to, maybe I wish we were kind of on, on a video podcast because it'd be great to really heavily underscore product, right? Because I think not, you know, not too many, more people really need to understand product management and product discipline. Um, and I, I think you said, I've, I've been a part of companies that were product companies. I, as an engineer, honestly, didn't appreciate it. And I think kind of my maybe second or third time through uh, working with product managers, I really gained a, a much greater appreciation for how important that is and how important product management is to, into what you're doing either in a software product or, or even AI or with data. Cause I think you're really focused on, you know, kind of what problem does that, that end consumer, that customer need us to solve? What's, what's most important and is there value in solving it? Right. And, and I think kind of like you said, with a recent example, what we what we built with a product called Project Sense is really that, again, it's that project or product or program manager's co-pilot where we're, you know, we're, we're, we're leveraging kind of a digital engagement model to kind of tease out of the, the team, the broader team, these signals, which indicate kind of, you know, kind of wh- how their feeling or belief of where the, this project program or product is, um, how it's progressing in, you know, in time. And, um, you know, with that, so we've done a pilot internally. We've gathered data, and you know, the example I share is we. It's a uh, because I was one of the you know we kind of piloted on ourselves, uh, and we called it a friends and family pilot. So we gathered data and feedback, but I'll take my my trend line of data where, you know, I scored it you know highly that that my project our fictitious project was going well, week one, week two, week three, week four I felt like it was going poorly, so I scored it low, and then you know weeks five and six, I, you know, scored it kind of 
medium high, right? So, um, so one, we're gathering data that didn't exist before in a project. You can get all kinds of metrics like velocity and things like that, but you know, trying to get that signal from a human is really hard. Um, and um, secondly, when you get that data, even if you look at it, just do a, you know, kind of just do a, a you know, basic kind of line graph on it, you would look at it and say, okay, we're doing okay. But if you run it through like a regression alg algorithm, you would actually see that there's a downward trend to that data. Um, and then it would take three weeks of really high scores to kind of get me as that feedback sponsor, you know, kind of back to, you know, kind of level, you know, level status, basically. So, you're, you know, with that example, you're able to kind of, you know, gather new data and then run it through an algorithm, right? And then, you know, give this insight to this project leader who didn't have that insight prior, right? So I think there's just amazing ways that we can gather, you know, a lot, a lot of better insights out of the technology we have today than was possible even just a year ago. That's really fascinating. It's a great example of, you know, how we can use some of these technologies um, to do some things and to bring in more more intelligence, actually. And one of the things that I love that example, because projects are constantly, you know, project teams are constantly saying, yeah, we're on track, or we're not on track, or, or what have you. And it is somewhat um, subjective, anecdotal, right? There's not a lot of, um, there's not always a lot of data behind it. And so I think using something like that, a tool to, to show them can, um, can give the, the overall group more confidence, but also, um, kind of frees up maybe some of their time. So I think that's a really interesting example. Um, I am curious though, uh, where do you think, so, so using, you know, AI, ML, data technology, any kind of technology, honestly, you could, you could say this with, but, but specifically around AI and ML, just because they're so uh, big right now, there's so, there's so much um, excitement, there's so much concern, uh, et cetera. Where do you think domain knowledge comes in, right? Domain knowledge about the project, but domain knowledge about the industry, about the product, about the users. And, um, you know, how, how, how are you seeing that um, kind of playing into this, can AI replace that? Or is this where human intelligence is the differentiating factor? Like, what do you think about domain knowledge, human knowledge playing a part with AI or other data technology for that matter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I but I think it's critical. I mean, I used to, um, I used to coach my team and saying, you know, in order to solve a problem within a, you know, within a space, so whether you're you know, being in the healthcare space. So if, if it's a provider or doctor space or, a, you know, a distribution or wherever it is, or financial services, and custom, you know, um, financial services, say banking, um, something like that. I mean, you really need to understand the domain. And I think that's one of the mistakes that people often make is they're like, oh, I can go, I get this great idea and I can go create this new thing over there. And it's like, well, what, what do you understand about that domain? Well, nothing, but I, I got this great technology, right? I get this great AI technology. It's like, well, and, you know, they may, stumble on something or they may, you know, kind of, I hate to say get lucky, but, you know, they may build something that's of value. Uh, but I think that's where a lot of products that just kind of miss the mark um, because, you know, either they're not thinking about it from a product perspective, not thinking about the end consumer and having empathy for the customer, or they really just don't have the domain knowledge, domain knowledge to solve the problem. Um, and I, you know, again, over my career, that's something I've really learned. Um, you know, cur currently, right, for me now in, in, in Noitsight, that's, you know, I'm working with a bunch of project managers, right? So they've seen a lot of different problems. And so we've, te you know, I've teased out of them this domain knowledge. And obviously I've been part of myself, but I, you know, I wouldn't call myself a, 
professional project manager. And, you know, a lot of that kind of went into our product. So I think regardless of the domain, regardless of the area you're trying to create a solution for or you're trying to innovate in, I think, you know, building that, either bringing somebody onto your team that has that deep domain knowledge um, or building it yourself um, or, or pivoting to a space that you really understand, I think is really important. I think that's great advice. I think, I think technology is truly amazing. And, and some of the, the technologies that we see and will continue to see and, and innovate around is really game changing. But, uh, you know, I, I still think it comes down to, or I still think some of the differentiation um, can be that domain knowledge. And, and you hit it like right on the head in terms of customer knowledge and knowing your customers. And um, I, I think the world is littered with technologies looking for a, a, a problem to solve, right? Or, or a solution looking for a problem. And I think, I think that's a great example of start with the user in mind. And then, you know, that technology can certainly find some, some unique ways to solve problems, but it's got to be, it's got to be surrounding that, uh, you know, that user in that domain. So um, really good advice there. Um, you know, if you're if you're thinking about um, product managers or even you know stakeholders, right? So others within the product team who maybe historically haven't worked uh, around a lot of data. Maybe their products didn't have a lot of data. Uh, maybe they're they're just not experts um, or have a, a high level of literacy around data and what that can do for a product, whether it be embedded in the product or whether it be using to uh, analyze a product or, or what have you. Um, you know, any advice for for folks who want to just learn and and increase their their literacy, their knowledge level here? They don't have to become you know data experts, but uh, at least have the level of understanding that helps them uh, in their product role. Uh, any advice for folks how to learn? Yeah, um, yeah, because I I think when I say I learned it the hard way, but you know, definitely learned through experience. I guess how and how to really you know, kind of treat data as a product. I think it, you know, we, we, so in my last company, we, we kind of quickly gravitated towards that because we were, we were really a, it was very much a product centric, you know, organization. Um, but by and large, I don't think we were treating data as a product. Um, and, I, and I really wanted to, as we were building a new platform, I really wanted to, you know, fully explore that because it just, it felt like it was the right thing to do. Um, and it's, it's, it's a lot of the same reasons you, you want to build a, you know, a, a software product with that same mentality, right? Is like, which problem am I solving? Um, you know, is, is anybody find this useful? What's the value of, of, of building it this, this way? Um, we had started on that path and then we stumbled upon, um, Jamek Dangani's work with, uh, Data Mesh. Um, and that's one of the, you know, kind of one of the, the first principles she really described is, it's kind of this domain-driven design, kind of treating data as a product. Um, so that's that's a great resource to turn to for people. Um, you know, then, and then just challenging yourself too around, you know, it can't because honestly, when we started that journey, I didn't I didn't have I I felt like it, was, like it was the right direction to go, but I didn't have you know the exact recipe in order to kind of create the product. And over time, I guess another piece of advice is just continue to challenge yourself you know, against those kind of product principles and say, you know, is, is this valuable, right? Go out and, and, um, you know, anybody that's going to use that, that data product you're creating, go, go talk to them, right? What, you know, what kind of insights do they need to get out of that product? Um, and is what you're building useful to them, right? And, or, you know, and if not, then how can you pivot and make it useful? But I think, you know, 
you can definitely apply you know the, the product management principles to to data, but it does take some um, even you know for me who I, I've worked in data for a long time, but it just it, it took me a little while to really kind of shift fully fully dive as deep as I needed to and shift my thinking over to okay, this is what it means to really be a data product. Yeah, you know it's it's really interesting, and I, I've loved this conversation um, for for many reasons. But but one particular one is that it's just illustrated so much that at the core of every product, regardless of what it is, is is the user and the customer and the business, and and are we doing things that matter to them, right? And the the solution, and and I I often say that that product managers um, are you know they're experts on the problem. Um, who cares about the solution? And and I say that flippantly for a reason and dramatic for effect. Of course, we care about the solution. But if we don't get the product right, excuse me, if we don't get the problem right, which means we don't understand the customer, the user, do they really need this? Do they know they need this? Do they know they have this problem? If we don't get all of that right, doesn't matter how cool the solution is. Doesn't matter how amazing the solution is. It's just not going to resonate. And so, you know, it's it, we, we've we've talked about data a lot. Um, intentionally, but but at the end of the day, it's really about what can that data do, what can that solution do, um, and I think that's a a really important part of this conversation. And anyone out there listening who either you know owns a data product or wants to use data to be a better product manager, that's great. Um, but you know, make sure that you're also focusing on the things that is core to every product in the world, which is is this solving a problem for some user. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I I heard a great quote, and I can't remember which podcast I heard it on or which leader to attribute it to, but I think it was something like, um, we're not in gymnastics, so there are no extra points for difficulty. I love that. Right. <laughs> just, I mean, and, and I'll, so I'll admit, you know, this is you know, a lot of engineers are this way, but I, you know, when I learned uh, multi-threading in, in my early days of C++, I mean, everything was multi-threaded. It didn't have to be multi-threaded. I just made it multi-threaded because it was really fun. And, you know, I, I see the same trait in engineers or, you know, data scientists that work for me, you know, they, I, they would just get so, you know, kind of into solving the problem and getting the technology. And even today, I'm, I'm, I'm still drawn to that, but it's, it's really that kind of that product mentality that keeps me back. Like, okay. That thing's exciting. That thing's fun. You know, in my own free time, I can play with it, but today I got to get this feature done. Um, because that's the next most important feature that we're going to do. Yeah, I actually love that that quote. Um, no extra points for difficulty. Um, wow, I, I think we all we all need to adhere to that from time to time. Because the truth is, most of us in product management are natural problem solvers, whether we came from engineering or not. It's just kind of part of who we are. We're naturally curious. It's why we you know, somehow ended up in product management. And so we, we love these solutions. We love tinkering and playing. And, um, you know, to your point, there's, there's a time and place for that. And it certainly can help. But, um, you know, we've got to make sure that we're not overcomplicating things um, or, or doing, doing that in lieu of, of the other important stuff. So um, I love, that's a, that's a perfect way. I'm going to get that on a, on a t-shirt, I think. No, <laughs> no extra points for difficulty. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's a good tagline. Um Mike Alvarez, this has been such a fun conversation and, and really enlightening for me. I, I've loved learning from your experience and you have such a, a really deep, um, you know, understanding and experience level of data. And I, I love kind of how you've pivoted and turned it into, um, you know, this new product and new new group that you're you're starting out and co-founding. And it, wow, really, really fun. Um, I can't wait to keep, keep looking at what you're doing there. Um, but thank you so much for joining me and for sharing 
your wisdom about data and about products and all of this uh, fun stuff that we've been talking about. Thanks, Mike. Enjoyed the conversation. Great. Thanks, JJ, for having me on the podcast. And thank you all for listening to Product Voices. Hope to see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Product Voices, hosted by J.J. Rory. To find more information on our guests, resources discussed during the episode, or to submit a question for our Q&A episodes, visit the show's website, productvoices.com, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. 